In a world, four friends, one mission, to bring freedom to everyone involved. Dude, what the f*** are you doing? I'm doing a thing for the podcast. Did you say the name? Fine. It's the Freedom Friends Podcast. It's a thing. Yes. We've got to, you got to watch the clock. T minute, yeah. T minus two minutes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so this is the Freedom Friends Podcast and we are brought to you by Warfighter Tobacco. And you can get all these lovely sticks that we're uh, all currently smoking. That's warfightertobacco.com. And if you use that code FTFO, get 15% off your order, except for the most luxurious, most delicious cigar Currently, in my opinion, in your lineup, which is the Hero Sports Cigar. I appreciate that. Um, it's not going to do that, but it goes to charity. Yeah. So, yeah. so we can't discount the charity cigar. Do, don't be all butthurt that, oh my God, I don't get the discount. It's going to a good cause. But it's, so it's delicious. It's worth every penny. It's so. worth every penny. Uh, I'm very lucky that I get to smoke a lot of their cigars. If they weren't all going to a good cause, they would be the one I ask for all the time, but. You have a cigar that's my favorite, so so it's all good. The, the thing about the the way we work things is right. I, I give a dollar for every Hero Sports cigar sold. That way, I don't have to pay a dollar for every one I smoke. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a dollar for every cigar sold. However, I do kick in a little bit extra. But so know, if I just gave you like a twenty spot, well, we we can smoke them on the pocket. <laughs> But, you know. I mean, that doesn't help me on my patio. Right. So yeah. I, I, I'd i be happy to buy those cigars. I bought, give me a box of those cigars. Nice. It's a, so, but um, no, it's absolutely fantastic. It doesn't work there. But uh, it does work on everything at owellness.us. Uh, you can go use the code FREEDOMFRIENDS25 for a quarter off your order over there. And then as far as I know, it works on all the product at Icy Tech. Yeah. Uh, what's, what's their catchphrase? Uh, for those who get it. There you go. Uh, you can go use the code freedom friends 10, I believe for 10% off of those, uh, high speed, low drag coolers over there to keep all of your dead body parts in or beer or whatever you're doing with those. Right. Uh, other than that, that looks like two fucking minutes to me. Yes. So, uh, fuck boys. It's Friday. We've got sticks in our hands and we're sitting in a circle. Darren. That looks like we're only about to do one thing. Darren, what are we about to do? Frame the fuck on? Nope. No. Yeah. <laughs> this the? is the debate. Fucking close enough. Davey, why don't you help the boy out? What oh, are we about to do? We're masturbating, motherfuckers. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's time for another Freedom Friends Master Debate where we come up with a mediocre problem and give you an even more mediocre solution. Uh, Sometimes I don't even talk about the topic. And then sometimes he gives us a topic and sometimes. we talk about whatever the fuck we want to. Most We mention the topic. There's at least just 30 in, seconds. Justin mentions the topic. Yes. <laughs> and then we we, we all go, yes, no, yes, no. And then we're like, move on to whatever we want, yeah. actually want to talk about. Absolutely. Yeah. So that being said, Justin, hit us with the hotness. All right, boys. All right, all right boys. boys. I want to know, what are some mandatory life lessons you think most or all people need to either go through or be taught by someone else oh this is getting dangerously close to the what are some of the things that needed to happen in your life yes yeah, yeah. kind of discussion you know, i think we are right now are on the exact you yeah. need to be punched in the face you need to be punched in the face yeah, yeah. everybody <laughs> needs to have that happen at least once yeah Darren, a year have you uh have you been punched in the face i have not 
Well, I can fix you've that. You've got three right brothers and you've now. not been punched in the face. No, you're lucky. Scott, can I hit your child? <laughs> I'm not, not gonna lie. Not before I get to it. <laughs> Scott, when he said no, I was fully expecting you to just because <laughs> <laughs> the cut for this Life episode would have been great. Right. <laughs> he is a full grown adult. I can punch him if I want to. But you know what? Fair. <laughs> Fucking fair. Uh, life lesson. Value of a dollar. Ooh. Right. I think you've you've kind of. So this is my son, Darren, in the Coast Guard. You are 22. 22. <laughs> <laughs> I love the hesitation. You're pulling that for microphone. <laughs> it, it changes every year. It's hard to keep up. I don't even know how old I am. So, nobody does that. So, right. Nobody does. So 22. Right. So. When you lived with me as a child, I don't think you knew the value of a dollar. But now that you have to work and buy your own shit, do you understand the value of a dollar? Move the mic closer. <laughs> Use your words. It's not scary. Bring it closer. Not not you to the mic. Mic to you. I would say don't so. Don't move your head around the rifle. <laughs> <laughs> He's a Coast Guard. Come on. <laughs> I would say so, but at the same time, if I want something, I just I buy it. But that's because you you have, I hesitate. You, you have the ability to earn the money. Yes. Yes. So, but you you also understand that because you know you have like roommates and shit, right? Yes. Right. So you understand that you have a certain amount of living expense that you're covering. Yes. And then you understand that you have surplus income beyond those living expenses. Yes, I am bank- banking a bit of BH. Okay, so, so but. Because of that, you understand that I have money that has to go to make sure that I don't fucking die. Yep. And then I have money beyond that. I hope that you're also saving something. Yep. I'm not like a lot of people, which I hear in the military, where they live paycheck to paycheck. And depending if we get paid being the Coast Guard. I also happen to know for a fact that you don't have a 20%, 27% Mustang parked out front of your. No. Whatever I mean, I do are. have a brand new vehicle. You do, you have a newer but I, I don't. I'm it's not. almost paid off. Yes. Right. So you're doing well. Um, but uh, yeah, I think uh, you understand what it means to, you know, like go it's, skydiving, for example. Yes. That, that cost you probably 400 bucks. Yeah. For but, two which people. Is a couple days of work, right? Yes. Yeah. It's not just like, yeah, daddy's paying for it anymore, right? Yeah, I yeah. got to think about recovering that. Yeah, you know, I think, uh, but yeah, so the question was. Life lessons that have to be learned. Yeah. Life lessons, yeah. I, I think I think a valuable life lesson is probably to get, to get into a fight at some point, right? And uh, learn that if you're talking mad shit, that there's consequences. Now, Darren here has never been into a fight, but you don't really talk mad shit to random people. I know you. You don't really do that. No. So, um, so maybe you know that lesson already. But um, on the other hand, someday you'll get into a fight, and then it'll, it'll teach you some things about life. You may get in a fight, and it's not your fault. Yeah. yeah it yeah. may not be because just random. It'll just yeah. fucking happen. Or like so. But for me, it's value of a dollar and it's, and it's, it goes beyond, I guess it's just being able to assign value. Right. It's, it's understanding yeah. that 
you know, maybe you were in a situation where your parents did give you a car. But they may do something like, hey, we're going to give you the car, but your insurance and your maintenance and all that's all on you. You'll understand that there's now an assigned value to that, that if I don't take care of this, I don't get to work. I don't get to that party. I don't get to school. I don't get to any of that. You're going to start assigning values to those things. And there's people out there that you take good care of your kids, but I also know you and it's not all just a free ride. Like there's there's value assigned to stuff. But there are people out there that don't. They just get it handed to them. And if they if they thrash it or if they whatever, then just replacements happen and there's no value assigned to anything. And I think beyond that, the whole value of a dollar or understanding value is that it requires effort to maintain these things that you like, but nothing is, you know, it's that really old phrase of there's no such thing as a free lunch. Like everything has Mm -hmm. a value assigned to it. There's a trade. There's an, there's an economic transaction that happens every fucking time. And I think that's like a really, really important lesson for people to instill into people very early and to understand what that means that – and we talked about it on the show once about that phrase of like must be nice. Yeah. It's like yeah. you don't know anything about that motherfucker. Like right. because he's enjoying stuff now, you have no idea the sacrifices that were made. Yeah. Or that will have there. to be made. Or that are or that are still being you know? made. Yeah. Like I, mean, I know a lot of people that – absolutely live by that whole work hard play hard they work their asses off but they enjoy the shit out of life because that's what they're working so hard for and that's that value of a dollar like you have to understand that there's a there's a effort to value trade-off see for me i think it's ultimately it's self-reliance like there there comes a point where you have to understand that you are responsible for everything that you have in front of you and everything that you count as belonging to you. So you have to rely on yourself to get your ass out of bed in the morning to go to work. You have to get to work at a reasonable time. You have to put the amount of effort in that's necessary to, to keep that paycheck coming. You have to, you know, take care of those around you. You have to take care of the property that belongs to you, be it your vehicle, your home, you know, anything along those lines, your body. Yeah. You have to sorry. like your happiness too. Absolutely. A lot of people are, you know, and I'm guilty of this too. Like, you know, I'm depressed or whatever, but it, it, it's literally, it's up to you as an individual to be happy or not. Yeah. Like you can be the negative person or you can be, or you can just say, fuck it and have a good time. Well, I mean, you and I have had this conversation multiple times where you, you tend to perform better when there's stress, an additional amount of stress yeah. in your life. And you, you know, you, you've looked at me and you've been like, I kind of, I kind of starting to feel comfortable and I don't like it, yeah. you know? And if you no, you too, huh? If, <laughs> right? if when things if you, are going well, that's when I start freaking out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just yeah. Like, well, I mean, it's, it, there comes a point where a little bit of stress is a very good thing because it puts you on a different level of playing field with yourself. I mean, you have to, you expect more out of yourself. Well, I think the less stress you have, the more complacency you have. Absolutely. But I think it comes down to risk equals thrill, right? Like you're never going to 
like he just said, you just, you went skydiving, right? Yes. It's a controlled risk. Yeah. Like there's a risk in doing that, obviously, right? If the shit doesn't work, you're a lawn dart. Yeah. Yep. Right. So now you have a trust. It's all going to work. So you kind of have that fallback, but if it doesn't work, it's you're a grease spot. It, like, and that's what gives you the thrill. If you know absolutely nothing can go wrong and this is all just going to be. It probably wouldn't be as exi- exciting. Right. So, and I, so, but that's that whole risk equals thrill. Like yeah. if it's and I'm with you on the whole, like if there's not some stress or there's a chance to, for something yeah. to go wrong, I honestly lose interest. I'm well, just was, kind of, I'm just not motivated to be involved anymore. Talking to Michelle the other day and like I said, like, I think I said, I live the most when I'm on the edge of dying. Like the more I'm dying, the more I'm living, you know, the yeah. more risk I'm taking, the more it feels like I'm living. Right. Well, when there's, when there's a, even the smallest amount of risk involved, you become more invested or more vested in the success that you're aiming for. Yeah. Well, it means so, something. Well, yeah, we, absolutely. We, we were talking to a SWAT guy today, right? Yeah. And he was talking about, you know, he's got like five years left and he's looking for a way to get out. And, he, you know, like the other other cities are paying more and stuff. And I, I, I told him, I'm like, you know, but he's like other cities, like they didn't have as much risk or, you know, it's yeah. like easy work. And I said, well... You know, like that adrenaline is, <laughs> I, I told him, I said, that adrenaline is probably worth about $10,000 a year. Right. Did yeah. you go swap because you wanted the, You're right, the right. easy way? Yeah, like, yeah. Is it- like, you know, like give up 10 grand a year and, and keep that adrenaline level up there. And, and yeah, uh, absolutely. I think you'd be happier, you know. Like, I'm not going to lie. You know, we've all served. Some of the happiest motherfuckers I've ever met were actually infantry dudes. And it's because the the risk involved all the time. Well, and when you learn to embrace that suck, right? It it, it makes so, you a it happy opens motherfucker. Some, it it, it opens up so, bad. so much else, and it's yeah. just like, what's it gonna do? Get worse? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. fuck yeah. it! Like, you just start laughing about bullshit, right? But it's that's all what I'm bullshit, saying is yeah. that there's some of the happiest sons of bitches I've ever met because they they get to the point of they do just fully embrace the suck, where it's like this is my normal. And so when I get to have a good time, that good time is so much more valuable because of how much it sucked the rest of the time. And, and, so, and when the time – and when you can actually have fun in the exact moment that it really sucks, like then you, you've you, – you, I think you're, you're mastering life at that point. Uh, yeah. Because yeah. I mean – like when I think about suck, I think about 2003 where we air assaulted into Iraq. We literally have, I don't know, we were carrying 120 pounds a piece and it in, and we were wearing our chemical suits and we're walking through 110 degree weather. Like we're fucking dying and it sucked so bad. But I look back at that and I'm like, it was awesome. Like as soon as the bullets started flying, you know, we were like able to shed our equipment and like, we're all just like, Oh, thank God. Somebody's shooting at us, you know? And, uh, like those were just, uh, memorable good days. Uh, that's what I mean. It's like the risk has to be there for the reward to be worth fuck all. Like if it's all just handed it to you, then it doesn't mean anything because you didn't, nothing was put up for it. Right. You know, it's, 
and call it whatever you want. I, I think those that get addicted to gambling, I think are riding the same thing, right? It's like, Probably. they've got yeah. it all on the line. And if they win, hot damn. But yeah. if they lose, it's all <laughs> gone. And it's kind of like, yeah, it, it's the same thing. I mean, and so I'm not condoning addiction, but <laughs> thanks. It, speaking <laughs> of which, 10 fucking years, buddy. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's fucking hardcore. Yeah. Double digits on the old sobriety. That's, uh, yeah, I think we, it's, I think it's dope that we, we were talking about this too. and like, I don't think I've ever gone a 10 year span without drinking. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure I drank when I was younger than 10. I know. And I know I drank older than 10. I oh, know yeah. for a fact, uh, cause I've been told by both parents that I was, I was literally given booze as like an infant and oh, teething yeah. areas and all that yep. kind of stuff. So, Oh yeah. Use the whiskey on the teething areas. So yeah, I, I'm yeah. trying to think of when there would have been a 10 year window yeah. where I didn't drop a, where I didn't touch a drop of booze and I don't, yeah, I, I can't think of where that window would have been. Yeah. But yeah, still fucking awesome. Thank you. Just it's also super dope. That what dad what was the coin. exact That's question? Like cool handoff. What are some uh, mandatory life lessons you think people need to have? Darren? I'd say in the military, just being able to embrace the suck. Because you, like, once you know about it, like, you know shit's going to happen at some point or another. And a lot of people will just not expect that. Right. I think I was I was talking to someone about this recently, but I think the whole embrace the suck thing follows on so far after the military, too, because like me personally, if I'm ever in a situation that isn't comfortable or something, yeah. I always go in my head and I go, eh, it's been worse. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I constantly I'm like yeah. ah, it, I'm, I'm cold. I've been colder. I'm hot. I've yeah. been hotter. Like it's it's always like I've I've experienced something shittier than this right now. So it's not that right. bad. And that may and that's and then people are like, are you not? fucking uncomfortable I'm like yeah but it's not that bad and that right. may be and, that may be another life lesson in itself right is that like at some point you have to be at the worst you've ever been yes well every, so that you know there's better everybody had a worse their worst day yes yeah everybody's worst day is not equal oh no right darren what was your worst day I'd say probably in boot camp when I was probably the closest I've ever been to death health wise. Yeah. So this, he growing up, he was never sick ever. He was in boot camp like during the very early stages of COVID. I am convinced you had COVID. Probably. In boot camp because he was so sick. You got recycled a couple times, right? Just I was in there a month longer. A month longer, just because you were fucking deathly ill. Coughing up mucus. That was also the thing with my legs. Yeah. Um, at at the end of the run, they had to give me steroids for my lung, in which I gained another lung, it felt <laughs> like. And that was just from all the mucus. Yeah. So. Yeah, so I'm I'm convinced you probably had COVID through basic. Probably with a couple of other things mixed yeah. in. Yeah, if you've never been sick, go do basic training. Yeah. It, they'll fix that. You're going to yeah. get something. Yeah. I don't know what it is. It was but, the whole time I was there, just constantly sick. Yeah, I mean. And, the and growing up? 
Nothing. I don't think he's ever missed a day of school for being sick for anything. Like, so it was weird. My my medical record in basic is longer than the whole rest of my life before that point. Yeah. Yeah. I remember I got, I experienced pink eye for the first time at basic and I found out I had it because one morning I went to wake up and I couldn't open my eyes without using my hands. (laughs) And I thought I was (laughs) or something and I just started freaking the fuck out and finally just everybody I've ever talked to that ever wore the uniform. They all either had pink eye or people in their fucking yeah in their platoon had yeah pink eye like it, it runs fucking rampant which just goes to show you how fucking gross but fucking basic training is because well you got a bunch of children that are yeah. adults for the first time yeah together it's fucking terrifying <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man i did so i mean i think those are solid right like learn the yeah. value of a dollar yeah Get punched uh, in the face. Get punched in the face. Self-reliance is actually a really, really fucking good one. Speaking of your 10th anniversary, that's actually a good part about the self-reliance thing. Yeah. Like you recognized, I've only got one of these and yeah. I need to do something to make sure that this body <laughs> like continues to function. So, yeah. So I just think it's fucking hardcore, man. Fucking 10 years is just. But they stopped by the store and he's, you actually said, you and your dad both said something to me that was fucking awesome. And they're like, you can't look at 10 years. Yeah. It's just today. Yeah. I just have to handle that's, today. That's all it ever is. And like, I'm like, fuck, that perspective is fucking yeah. wild. Well, of just like, I mean, a, a basic tenet of Mr. Bill, the, the guy who basically authored the, the 12 step program is one day at a time. Like, it doesn't matter if you're aiming for a year, two years, five, 10, 15, 20 years. It's, it's one day at a time. And, but I think that's a life lesson in itself, right? Is it just it like, is. just worry about fucking right it now. It is. Like, well, I mean, you know, as, as much as we dog on the, the, the Navy special warfare guys, they have a saying and it's the only easy day was yesterday. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, and that's, and that, it it's the exact same thing as one day at a time. Yesterday was easy. Let's focus on today. Let's fuck this pig. Yeah. You know, I mean, we we're gonna have to put the same amount of effort or more into today that we did yesterday. So, so the one day at a time. Yeah. How that applies in my life is when my stepdad died when I was like fourteen. Yeah. And it really for several years it felt like one day at a time you know like yeah that was a that was a the one day at a time thing for me then uh after that you know it was uh yeah i don't know i think like i went to military schools and stuff and it mm-hmm. was all i don't know if i looked at it like that because i went through that you know what i mean yeah so one of the best ways that i ever heard described about grief was that the grief doesn't get smaller is that the vessel that's holding it gets bigger yeah okay and so you just you have more experiences and time goes on and yeah. you grow and so you're it's not that you you let go of the grief like i mean obviously you still miss him or you wouldn't be talking about it right, now, right, right. right yeah it's just that you've had more and more experiences that have grown you and so the grief doesn't get smaller the vessel gets bigger and it's a it's a it's a neat way to look at it because it, it it's not because you have some of that, uh, they call it survivor's guilt. Yeah. It's like, 
they're gone, but I'm still here. So, right. but now I'm like, I'm quote unquote moving on. You're not, you're just growing. And so you're not devaluing that piece. Right. You're just, you're growing. And so that piece is just as big. It's just a bigger vessel that's carrying it now. So it's not as large of a piece of you as it was. Yeah. So. Yeah. Look at that. We're accidentally discovering life lessons. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it's weird that it fades, you know, like it's been, shit, I don't even know how many years, but it just, it fades into like, I don't know. You, uh, yeah. It's weird. Right. Well, it, yeah. I think it, it fades and it kind of transfers too. like you, the, the, the pain fades, but the memories stay. So, you know, the, the memories, your memories of that person in that time get a little stronger. Like you'll, you'll randomly remember conversations that you had with them or something yeah. like that. Uh, I mean, I'm dealing with that with my grandmother, you know, I, I grew up around this woman and, and she passed away last year. It was just like, oil oh, fuck, yeah. you know? And, and now it's like, I can, I can remember sitting at the kitchen table playing cribbage with her. Right. And, you know, talking about, you know, what my plans for the next day were and things like that. How the fuck do you play cribbage? It's a. That's a. It's, that's, it's been, that's a game that's fading. Yeah. I, it's, I, it's been I, so long that I don't even remember how to play. Like our family used to play sheep's head. What? Card. It's a card game. Yeah. I couldn't tell you. Yeah. But, it's but you can remember playing it. Yeah. 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 No, I've heard of cribbage, but I can't oh, further yeah, I know, remember. I know it exists. Yeah, I, yeah. There's. I don't it's, know it's, what it looks it's like. like. Twenty-one with pegs. Uh, if I remember somewhat. Hey, yeah, there's uh, a board. There's pegs. There's cards. Yeah, hey, cards add up. You get a certain number of points, and you get to move forward so many points. And there's like weird little rhymes if you hit certain things. Yeah, like I don't. It's hmm. a fucking weird game. Yeah. So Darren. You heard the last podcast we did, and it was their a no shit story. I do not recall the last. Oh, just earlier. Yeah. Yes. So, do you have a no shit there? I was. I was say, what the fuck? Are you a goldfish? That was like fifteen <laughs> minutes ago. <laughs> a Coast Guard no shit. There I was. Funny story. I'll have to think about this think for a about minute. It. We'll get back to you. Think Can I throw? Oh, a- come on. I I remember. I remember something about. Uh, Football on the pier, and that's my favorite Coast Guard story. <laughs> <laughs> when I questioned how many balls the Coast Guard actually had, I don't know. I'm I'm measuring every Coast Guard story ever told on this against our first Coast Guard guest. I know, and I was hoping Gary would be here tonight. No, no I'm talking about the one that we couldn't run video and oh, stuff for. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. And she described how that that boat left port. And everybody was straight. And by the time they got back, every female there was a lesbian. And I was like, what? And, and they got banned. And they got banned from a whole port. Like, yeah. They were yeah. not allowed to go. Yeah, they were not. They got banned from a port in Alaska. They not could, that. Not the Coast Guard. Just their shit. They was not allowed to dock there yeah, anymore. Because they had so much fun. I yes. heard about that. I don't <laughs> yeah. remember which ship. So, yeah. So yeah. One, of the, one of the crew members from that boat was on this show. And... Uh, yeah, she was part yeah. of the crew that got that shit banned from that port. 
<laughs> that has got to be the best Coast Guard story I've ever. Heard. So everything's compared against that. So no pressure. But uh... I would say the one memory that sticks with me is in boot camp. Right when we're doing the first week, like, all right, piss in the cup, right? And they tell you not to chug water for a reason. And it is when this person did exactly that was chug water because he had to. So at first he had dropped his piss cup when handing it to the evaluators. (laughs) And so it just went everywhere. So they made him go drink more water, but told him not to chug it. And he just chugged like a couple bottles. And all you can see later is this guy turned into a human water faucet, like high pressure. Like, I don't even know a human body could do this, but just up chucking water. Like, you know, when you kink a hose and it was just projectile five feet away, just water. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, huh. So were they, were they piss testing you guys for drugs or what? This is the, like, what's in doc. Yeah. yeah so it's in doc. I, I don't remember doing a piss test on going into basic. Well, we do one in maps. Yeah. I remember that one. <laughs> I almost got kicked out because it was I was so drunk the night before. Holy shit. Yeah. Scott. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you. It so was my, just it was just whiskey. My, we my, don't understand. No, my recruiter brought us to maps in the hotel room. My bathtub was ice and three or four cases of beer. And I got so fucked up the night I went to MEPS that I, I was so hung over the next day. They almost did not let me swear in because they thought I was still shit. I was I was <laughs> still shit faced. Yeah. That's impressive. That's impressive. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. I had to like pretend to be sober. Just so to, that's why you got so good at it. Just to swear <laughs> in. Scott's, Scott's got some experience. Because what you don't know for all of you fans out there, you've never seen Scott sober. That's fucking true. So life could have been very different for me. You've never seen it. <laughs> Neither of you. Or I wouldn't have been here. Maybe. You were not conceived on that night. <laughs> <laughs> Darren's very much regretting coming on this show. <laughs> You're getting it easy, son. Can I uh can I throw another one at y'all that I yeah. think especially kids my generation need? It's work ethic. Yep. Like being, yeah. being You're fucking to, right. Though. Being able to put your fucking your head down and charge through. And it's just understanding. Get shit done. So the work ethic king comes with along that you were not owed shit. Yes. Right. You were owed fuck all. It doesn't matter how successful your parents were. Like there's no freebies. You were owed fucking nothing. Yeah. Absolutely fucking nothing. I have a book right here and it's filled with everything that you are fucking owed. And as you can see, there ain't shit here. Fucking you were owed nothing. It doesn't matter. Like, well, my, my friend's parents got him. And I'm very, I don't know if I'm fortunate or I had a big part in it, but all of my kids have a very good work ethic. It's hard to get them to do the work. Like, like if I say, hey, this needs to be done. It's very hard to get them to start it. Once they start the work, 
they all work very hard. Oh, I remember when we moved that shed, you know, right. Getting the boys out of the house was, was, was the hardest challenge. Part. And, and once we got them in there and they're just fucking running all over the place, what can I, you know, do we yeah. need to move this here? What about if I, you know, yeah. grab a shovel and do this and yeah, yeah. no, the kids will, your kids will put in the effort. One it's, thing I actually like about started. your kids is that given the opportunity to talk to anybody, they'll, even if they don't input a lot, they'll listen to anybody. Like yeah. they'll sit there and they'll, they'll take in whatever you're saying and they'll filter it out and decide what the fuck's important to them or not or whatever, but they'll fucking listen to anybody talk. So they filter a lot of it out. Especially <laughs> when it comes from you. Well, especially Austin, when I tell him to put, so I have, I have a, a pitcher that they make juice or Kool-Aid in on this pitcher. It literally says, put me in the motherfucking fridge. I don't know if it says motherfucking. It's put me in the fridge. I want to be cold. I wrote, Michelle wrote all over in marker on this picture. But yet, every day I come home, it's sitting on the counter. I'm like, I like cold drinks. Put me in the motherfucking fridge. And I don't know why. Like that one, no work ethic. No. And I'm just like, Austin, and I'll grab it. I'll put it in the fridge and make him watch me do it. And I'll not break eye contact while I'm doing it. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's simple <laughs> shit like that. Okay. I have a story to tell about Darren, though. One of my biggest rules in my house has always been what? The biggest rule I've ever had. Don't come downstairs without pants. No, I don't care about that. I don't recall. Do not eat in your room. Ah. And if you do. Uh, and if, I remember this one. And if, and if you do what? Throw the shit away. Right. So one day. I was terrible at that. You would, he was terrible at that. One day I went down to Darren's room and I found all these candy wrappers. Like lots of them. So I'm like, all right, how do I drive my point home? I made him one candy wrapper at a time, run down the stairs, grab one, run it upstairs, put it in the trash can, downstairs, grab one, run it up to the trash can. You remember that? I think I do. It was in- For our Texas listeners, that's called that. a basement. Yeah. And we don't have those right. here. <laughs> we were in Nebraska. Was it Hickman? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I, I think I threw some push-ups in between each elevation. Was it? It was ten, ten every time. Ten push-ups every time. Yeah, and it took you probably three hours, if I yeah. remember right. The kid couldn't walk like two days later. <laughs> I mean, it was. Now I don't remember that. <laughs> but you remember that, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you told John and I that story, and we fucking died. And we're like, John witnessed it. I think that is the. That's that would have been when the, John was living there. Yeah. 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 It's the perfect. It's the perfect punishment. Like, it really is because it reinforces. It's like it didn't work. No, I, I was just at his place. His his room's still a mess. <laughs> I had it cleaned up. <sighs> Obviously, not very well. If I mean, it was active cleaning it when they showed up. I, yeah, we got there a day early, so he was like, "Oh fuck!" No, no, <laughs> I mean, flight of the Everything looks great. Just don't open that closet. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's mostly just clearing off all my benches and shit. Yeah, because I had boxes worth of shit I was going through. Yeah, I'd but know. no, I agree. Work ethic is definitely, a, yeah, 
it's misunderstood and it's there's so much expectation of just like oh it'll come and it's like it won't no no you gotta you gotta teach it to him young like you just and like, it's I, not just gonna happen there is no there is no just magic formula where it's like oh it requires no effort and i get everything yeah. i want so it's i don't like, think i ever told you this but i always said that my children are either gonna kill me in my sleep or respect me when they get older you've said this i have said this yes okay well you're still here. The jury's out. I think I'm in the clear with this one. You got two more to go. I got two more to go. <laughs> yeah. No. I, I, Austin <laughs> might be the hard one. I don't know about Logan. He's Austin eh. won't kill me. He's he's too kind hearted. Uh, Logan might. We'll see. <laughs> Depends which military branch he goes, <laughs> or which one you make him go to. Right. I think you got to put Logan in the army. In the army, I don't yeah. know. No, Logan, you you had one of who? What was his uh, name? His first name? You had it, and what was his job? First name and job. I can't think of the like terrible. Well, you names. know his last name, but uh, yeah, I don't know what his first name was. But you had he was a Emmy one, so uh, maritime enforcement. Yeah, and so he he had. Wait, um, wait, what the fuck is that a is um, that a boat MP? Well, it, it's the law enforcement side of the Coast Guard. So it's a boat MP. Well, no. No, it's no. the dudes that... Like boarding officers. Yeah, the boarding officers. The dude that the jumped off the jig. The, the guy that punched the fucking yeah, yeah. submarine? Yeah. Well, yeah. Technically, you can have yeah. other not MEs be boarding officer, right. I think. So, so he, Don't was, quote he, me. he talked to Logan about like the Coast Guard special ops, and they have a counterterrorism group and mm-hmm. a, whatever. They have a drug running group and all yeah. that kind of shit. So... The maritime enforcement. So, um, yeah. So I think that might be what Logan's looking at. Yeah. Yeah. Like other rates can do it, but specifically that would be their job. Yeah. So fucking boat people are weird. Yeah. Like technically I can be part of the small boat and actually go out and. But. No, there's just a long list right now of people doing it. Oh. So it's kind of hard to get into it right now. Have you tried? I haven't asked about it yet, do but you, do you want to? At some point, yes. Yeah. Are so, those other guys so. going to do all the fast boat shit? Yeah. Yeah, they're going to yeah. go. They get, they're the enforcers. Ooh. All right. So when you get out of the Coast Guard, don't join the Border Patrol and violate a immigrant <laughs> civil rights. Okay. Yeah. Our <laughs> buddy Gary who did that. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't really, but the lawyers made it appear that way. So, you know. No, he definitely kicked that dude in the chest. Oh, <laughs> he definitely he definitely kicked the motherfucker. He but, did it. Yeah. <laughs> he just now got he just forgiven needs, later. Like, he, he, he just needs to write a book if I actually did it. <laughs> but he did actually do it. Yeah. Like, there's, no, there's no argument about yeah. whether or not he did it. Yeah. Well, shit, boys. Thanks for answering my question. Yeah. yeah. All right. To, uh, Warfightertobacco.com, FTFO, get 15% off your order over there. Yeah. Uh, Owellness.us, use the code FreedomFriends25 for quarter off your order. And Icy Tech Coolers, go over there and use the code uh, FreedomFriends10 for 10% off your order. Uh, Yeah, three little things. Darren? God, you suck I don't know the first one. I know Freedom the Fuck On. Uh, That's the last one. Dave? Smoke On. Drink On. And God damn it, 
Freedom, Freedom the, the fuck, fuck out. out. There it is. <laughs> <laughs>